What's up, everybody, and welcome back to the 10-Minute Checkpoint Podcast with Sancho West, giving you 10 minutes of movie, video games, sports talk, whatever that I have on the top of my mind, and holy, do I have a show or a checkpoint for you today. Let's go ahead and put 10 minutes on the clock. All right, yo, we are in the midst of some awesome content being given throughout all different types of streaming services. I'm going to highlight three of them right now. Prime Video's Coming to America sequel of the great classic 80s movie Coming to America starring Eddie Murphy. And of course, we're going to talk about Raya and the Last Dragon. That will be happening as well, coming from Disney Plus as part of their... I was my favorite program there. Uh, I guess prime access where I'm forgetting the word that they use, whatever they want to call it. I don't care. I love it. I know it's $30, but I'm all about it. And of course we're going to wrap it up with WandaVision wrapping up all their entire run and phenomenal show from Disney plus. So let's go back to the front side of that talking about coming to America. Now, Coming to America is one of my favorite movies of all time. I absolutely adore that movie. It's so funny. I quote it to this day. There's nothing about talking about Mr. Randy Watson and talking about all the different side characters, the phenomenal world that Eddie Murphy created in the 80s of Zamunda and uh, seeing Prince Akeem back again was really cool. And I love the little inside nods to the original Coming to America, McDowell's going to Zamunda. It was just so fun to see familiar characters in the original actors and actresses playing their roles. And the only thing about it is like, it really felt like, and I tweeted this out, that I really felt that they were trying to capture the magic from Cobra Kai. A lot of flashbacks into the original film of Coming to America. A lot of fan servicey moments, a lot of characters making a comeback, even Louis Anderson's character making a comeback. It would, but like, like I said, like I thought it was good. Like, yeah, most likely it was a cash grab to get some more money, but I really don't think like Eddie Murphy has been gone for a long time, and even his return into like his most epic roles have been far and few in between, and we haven't seen this Eddie Murphy in such a long time. And to be able to see them again, it felt really good just to see the characters again vibing. And, and I don't really, a lot of people will say it was a cash grab, but I don't think Eddie Murphy needed to make a sequel to Coming to America, but I appreciate it. It was fun. I had a great time watching it. I love picking up all the fan servicey moments. I love repeating the lines that kind of came through. And I, I just love every bit of moment. And I can't believe that it literally ended with a um, spoilers. Give me a second. Now's your chance. It's too late. It really ends with a concert for Mr. Randy Watson. And it just felt good. I, I think like it was, like I mentioned, just like Cobra Kai, fan servicing and whatnot, not as good as Cobra Kai. They didn't do anything different with the characters. I think there was some cool things that they did explore with Prince Hakeem trying to live up to King Joffe's, a.k.a. Uh, uh, live up to his father's, a.k.a. James Earl Jones, live up to his father's prestige and how... I, I love the challenge that they laid up, like laid on Prince Hakeem. Like you were told to change everything. You broke the law that you did not have an arranged marriage. You went out and found true love. And granted, they had to go through this weird way of having a long lost son in America and had Leslie Jones's character. I get that. They had to go through that route to be able to get to the true message of fulfilling your promise, following the footsteps of your father. Like those are the kind of hidden messages beyond. I kind of turned to my wife during the watching of Coming to America. I was like, this kind of reminds me of an Adam Sandler movie where they're trying to find some heart and soul of it all. And 
I just think it wasn't, you know, of course, it's just nothing's going to come to the close to the perfection of coming to America. There's no way, no movie will ever come close to that. So going forward, it's going to be interesting to see what does Ghostbusters does in the future, that new Ghostbusters reboot that we would have had by now. And, uh, it, you know, that's what I'm looking forward to. Let's, let's see. I mean, I don't mind dips into nostalgia reasons. I don't I don't care. Like, bring more of it. It doesn't hurt me in any way, you know. I'm not here that it's not going to ruin ever coming to America, the OG. I always feel weird when people say, like, oh, I can't believe they did a sequel to this movie. And it's going to ruin what I think of the, the old one. I don't, you know, bring on Big Lebowski, too. That's what I want. Moving on to another title. I, I would say a big surprise. I did not expect Raya and the Last Dragon, a new Disney Plus original a Disney movie, to hit me as hard as it did. It was a, such a beautiful movie. The animation in it is so cool. The story is so cool. The, the world that they built is really fleshed out. And it, I just love this. I mean, I know some people on social media were kind of comparing it to the the last um the last airbender right that type of thing where every has a factions and they're all part of this dragon but i there was just something about like the beauty of it and the message behind it that when the world is like being met by this kind of like it's very interesting the way it kind of parallels to what we're facing in the world today of course the pandemic that's happened when the world is facing this huge crisis and they had one where there was this kind of this force this supernatural force kind of overtaking people's bodies and turning them into concrete. So that instead of like uniting and banding together, instead, like the lead characters, Raya's father wanted, instead everyone was fighting for scraps. And because they were fighting the scraps, it created this dystopian type world. And I mean, I, I, I watched it with my three-year-old and she's the type of person that <laughs> person, she's a little, little toddler. She's the kind of, moviegoer that it takes about two or three times for her to get into a movie but she was fully engrossed i think the character of sisu was really fun and it was just like this vibe it just felt really good to watch like i was enthralled and and it kind of like this snuck up on me moment man the the last couple of moments i got hit really hard with a sledgehammer and i was just like wow i did not expect to have emotional ties or vibes with this movie and they knocked it out of the park and no doubt because I have a three-year-old, I will be expect to watch this movie over and over and over again. But I'm looking forward to watching it. And and I'm really excited to see all the, like I said, the animations in itself make this not only easy on the eyes, but very enjoyable. And the pacing of the story moves so nicely because it's very clean. Like they have certain sections because the whole point of the movie is to refine all the dragon gem and kind of piece it all together. So it, it kind of have like a video game vibe to it about going out into little conquests, little dungeons, and so to speak, going up against little mini-bosses, and they all had to find a way to this band of people unite, and a very beautiful moment at the end. I think it was it hit me harder because I'm a father, and I had my daughter with me, and seeing a daughter rise up to the occasion, fulfill her daughter, her dad's destiny type of vibe, it was it was really cool, very heartwarming, very touching, and I, I think it's going to be up there. I don't know where it sits in the Disney world, like, is it better than Coco? Not sure. I think Coco for me is, has such a, a heritage tied connection to me that I cannot shake. 
Last thing, I know I only have three minutes, a 10-minute checkpoint, is to talk about WandaVision. I think WandaVision was so cool. Marvel has a phenomenal way of making you care about movies you stop caring about in the MCU universe. I thought WandaVision really did a great job of making Avengers 2 Age of Ultron be worth something. And they created some very cornerstone type of characters in Wanda and Vision and throughout the entire show I enjoyed all the different decades and I enjoyed the twists and turns and I enjoyed as well seeing Wanda deal with her grief like that was such a great way of showing how grief affects us all as human beings and grief is a part of life and they the greatest line is I'm sure you've heard over and over again is what is grief but love preserving and that was just so cool to see Wanda deal with her grief. Like, I think what's interesting is they're adding layers, so many emotional layers to their MCU characters. And if you watch, if you go back in time, Age of Ultron 2, we're just like, eh, Wanda, Vision, secondary characters, maybe third tier characters in the MCU universe. But all of a sudden, because of this moment that we get to take a break in, we have to watch closer and more intimately we got to get to know them, you know? We Now their part is just as good as Cap, just as good as Iron Man. And that's what's so exciting to see. What can they do with Falcon and the Winter Soldier? I'm so excited to see that. Of course, Loki. I'm, I'm just really good. I, I know a lot of people wanted, like, the multiverse. They wanted the X-Men, you know, the Fox universe to kind of be explained, especially when Quicksilver's character wasn't really uh, fleshed out in that way, which just became a joke. Uh, literally a one-liner joke. It wasn't no death beyond that. But I think... The depths that they explore of Wanda and Vision were very, very important. And yeah, they had to skip out a little of the shallowness and some of the realms about that. Yeah, it ended up being a Marvel villain going up against a Marvel hero having the same powers that we've seen. And a lot of start, uh, I guess, uh, like Ant-Man and the Wasp and, and even Iron Man had that start. So that just means we see a whole new level of excitement going forward to Wanda and Vision. Who knows? A second season. So... So many awesomenesses around, but before we walk out the door here for your 10-minute checkpoint, I have to say, went quickly, Blake Griffin signed with <laughs> Brooklyn Nets. So you have Kyrie, you have DeAndre Jordan, you have Kevin, Gar uh, Kevin Durant, and Blake Griffin now joining forces in the NBA East. What? A motivated Blake Griffin would be dangerous considering that he was withering away in the Detroit Pistons, made it through free agent waivers, but literally right before I got to this, do this cast... I saw that going through the pipeline. So, hey, I'm doing my best to keep up with the NBA. I have ever since the pandemic. I feel like the second season after that has come so quickly. Things happen so fast. So we'll see how that new powerhouse super team does in the NBA East. That is your 10-minute checkpoint. Thank you so much for tuning in. Make sure to leave a follow on SoundCloud. Leave some comments and follow on Spotify. Review as much as possible. I'll do my best to get it up in all the other places for the feeds. But thank you so much. I'll see you around next time. Peace. Peace.